It's been a minute. Oh, we're back. We back. It feels good to be back, fellas. Uh, your host Kobe Manzo with you today. It's been a minute. Like I said, uh, over in the chairs, Jimbo. How we doing? In the Sox jersey. Back. Great to be back. How are they doing as of late? Oh, they're doing all right. They won yesterday. Johnny Cueto split the went, series. Johnny Cueto when they, they did split the series <laughs> with Cleveland because the game got postponed today. Also split the series with uh, the Astros. Uh, okay, that's what the I was White talking about. The White yeah. Sox have been playing okay. I want them to be playing much better when the, uh, September comes around. But, yeah. Um, yeah. And how about them Raptors? Our other guests today. Tyshawn. I couldn't tell you anything about the Raptors. You like the shirt. I could, but no, I'm no Raptors fan. I'm a Bulls fan. That's all right. Um, but it's good to be back in the studio. Like I said, we finally uh, wrapped up camp here, our two weeks of camp. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about that, talk about camp and uh, just everything that comes with it. Uh, myself, going into camp, made it to day five this year instead of day one last year. Yeah. Get put it the, all out. Put the, uh, clap all in. Out. put the clapping on there. The clap. <laughs> Yet another ACL down the drain. Um, so... Probably going to be, depending on when I get surgery, depending, it might be a little bit of a gap in episodes. I'll probably make it work, but it's going to be tough with the, I have to keep my leg propped up after surgery, but mm, bro. tore the ACL, tore the medial meniscus, partial tear in the MCL. Um, going to work on it, going to get it figured out, but that's just a heads up for all of y'all who are not, uh, you know, I don't broadcast it. So we I made it to day my, five. This, this year. is my, this is my public announcement, I guess. Um, but other than that camp, I feel like for us as a whole, we felt Pretty good team-wise going throughout it. Our ones on offense look solid. I'm, I'm excited to see us hit someone in another fucking color because, man, we can't. It's tough to keep people up, man. We, yeah, we've had a couple of incidents at practice. Right? Just, and that's got to be – that's yeah. every team across the country, right? <laughs> oh, it's not, yeah. it's not it, very central to northern Michigan. Yeah. It's every team. But it's the defense gets riled up. Yeah. Guess the offense is going to get riled up. It just, it just happens, man. That's how it is. But we've had really good energy. Um, the guys are obviously like – it feels like it, went, it just flew by, right? The, that two weeks of, of going at it just flew by. Now we get to transition. We got a game in what, like twelve days or something like that, even yeah, even less. Even yeah, next yeah, Thursday. Like so I, I'm just I'm like I said, really excited for us to hit another uniform. We'll talk about that uh, on the NFL side of things. Uh, we talked a lot about the USFL on this show. One of the guys from the USFL. A pretty notable guy, the one who won the MVP for the league. He had a big performance for the Cowboys. We're going to talk about him uh, at length here in a little bit. Roquan Smith ending the holdout with the Bears. Jimmy, you've been waiting for that one. That's a that's big for you guys. I'm and I will say personally, very surprised he's doing that. Very, but. I guess linebacker, maybe just not a position where you can demand that type of money that we've seen the wide receivers and some of those other offensive skill guys go and do. Really the same thing. Uh, moving on, Derwin James, he got paid, reset the market for safeties. We'll talk about his contract, break that down. And Hard Knocks, to me, has not disappointed. Ty, you and I uh, have watched a couple of them. What, what are your initial thoughts on the on the series? I like it so far. I feel like it's 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 a lot better than the uh, Cowboys last year. Just Fair. because with the Cowboys, like, you know everybody already. I think that's a good point, actually. So you really, yeah. you really, you really, I think the highlight of the whole Cowboys hard knocks last year was uh, Trayvon Diggs' son. Yeah. But, like, right now with the with the Lions, you don't really know these people. Like, uh, Rodrigo? Yeah, I was just about to say He's a that, monster. Like you know what I'm saying? And you'd have never known about him. And six now, like, he's, he's going to be, yeah, and now he's, like, a household name, at least in football. If the people who know football, he's a household name. Because, like, think about it, think about it. Like, Jaquan Hardy last year for the Cowboys, like, he's a D2 running back from Tiffany, you know what I'm saying? He was cool. But you watching it and you could like I don't I hate to say it, I ain't even gonna say it. You can see it and you like he he is not like one of those people who's gonna make an immediate impact for them. You can like they on there talking about Rodrigo uh, be a one if he yeah. keep like you know what I'm saying. Shep, the coach was like, yeah. you gonna make me start a rookie? You know like saying? just seeing that like that all access and like of course then you look over at Rodrigo and he's sitting like this stone cold dude. He's just sitting there like chewing his gum. <laughs> Thanks, <just> like, coach. <laughs> 
You feel me? He didn't even give him a thanks, coach. He just sat and didn't say nothing. So we're going to talk about Hard Knocks, and I think that's what makes Hard Knocks great is not the stars already. We haven't heard really anything from, like, the guys like Jared Goff or TJ. Mm-hmm. The guys established stars, right? Barely anything about Swift, those type of guys. But the guys that are the bubble guys, right, that you don't know, the guys that you can relate to, uh, the David Blaus of the world, like those type of guys, um, yeah. that's what makes the show so awesome. Uh, we'll wind up our episode with some college football talk. We've got... A fun little piece, hopefully, if you guys have some good names for us, about some of the wildest NIL deal possibilities, some of the craziest names in college football. Mm-hmm. I've got a few good ones. Cade uh, dropped me a good one, so we're going to we're gonna shout him out at the end there. And then we'll talk a little bit of uh, Dark Horse playoff contenders in the college football playoff scene. But, fellas, as always, you can watch this episode on YouTube. Don't forget, if you're watching, little red bar at the uh, bottom of the video there. Skip along to any of those things that you find interesting. And, you know, if you can also listen... Pretty much anywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. Follow us on Twitter, D1 underscore Rejects. And on Instagram, Division 1 Rejects. Go and throw a sub. Go and throw a sub on the YouTube. But uh, before we get into any of that, let's talk. I want to talk a little bit of our camp. And we don't, like I said, we don't have to get into crazy specifics. But, you know, the one thing different for me this year than last year is obviously the amount of live periods, right? Mm-hmm. We had very minimal live sessions where guys are being tackled to the ground. And almost none. To be so, completely honest, right? So it's supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. And I think watching that, I think you gain a really good appreciation for the NFL teams and the franchises that can go. Those guys go like, it's hard to put a number, a numeric value on it, a percentage, but I'd like to say like 85% speed, 90% speed, right? Because obviously you're not going full or else you'd be bringing guys to the ground. But mm-hmm. like, it's hard to put in that in, into terms, into a number, but it's very impressive either way to see them be able to compete at that speed, to keep everybody up off the ground and you know, just like be able to practice like that every single day. I think you gain a really big appreciation for that when you do that. Yeah, like that's that's what, what coaches mean when they say practice like a pro. Like being able to go full go and not put somebody on the ground. And obviously everybody is not going to be able to practice like a pro Yeah, because everybody is not a pro. <laughs> so you see it. No, that's not like me being funny. That's like. But you're right. No, but it is funny because you're like, it's it's it should be obvious with like with the statement, but you're right. Yeah, so you know, like. It's been a couple of times I went on the ground and I was frustrated and all of that. But at the end of the day, like you say, like to bring it back to hard knocks, you watching them go and you watching them thud full speed and nobody's on the ground. Nobody's ever on the ground. Nobody's ever, you know, like. And there's no lack of effort. Like that's not the issue. Like you're being able to practice like a pro. And I feel like that's something that's really, you don't, you don't understand the appreciation of it until you see it in, in real effect. Because, like you say, we didn't have many live periods this camp. Like, almost we, none. We had one. We yeah, had one. Literally, li- was literally yeah, Saturday. That's what I'm saying. Was the only one. And it was all twos and threes. Yeah. We, we I had five players. plays on Saturday. Yeah. That yeah. was it. So, you really you really gained an appreciation for it. And I feel like that's something. Going forward, that's probably what it's going to be for all of football. Some I'm pretty sure some teams won't tackle until they get to week one. That's a crazy thought. Which is so that crazy. That's a crazy That's thought. Because so you got to think about it. Like, think about it. Like, when when you was in high school, your freshman high school, how many times did y'all tackle? Like, every day. You feel me? And then by the time we got to our senior year. Yeah, I wouldn't say every day, but damn near. It felt but like. But then, by the time like, we got to our senior year, yeah. we were never tackling anymore. And because of the, the rules that got into place, you had, uh, I believe, at least my senior year of high school, there were two days of the week you were allowed to, to tackle, to actually mm-hmm. do tackling drills, and it was only for a certain block of your practice. Mm-hmm. And now the question that obviously comes with that, who the hell is monitoring that? 
right? Nobody. Uh, besides, the, if a kid goes home and snitches to the yeah. MHSAA or whatever, the you know, your state association, like, you know, one's going to be monitoring that. But those were the rules that were set in place. And obviously, a, as a coach of a, any type of respectable program, you're not going to go and break those rules. So it is interesting. That's where everything seems to be trending. But another thing that, at least dynamic-wise, was interesting for me to watch this camp is that, you know, for those who aren't around our program, we brought in, we had, like, at one point, five new faces helping out with the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Seeing, especially on the offensive side of the ball, right? Seeing them, you're bringing a new quarterback coach and coach Don, bringing a mm-hmm. new running back coach, coach Chenzo, and seeing them have to create a new dynamic with the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. We finally got to see that on display this Saturday where we tried to simulate a game situation with guys up in the press box, mm-hmm. guys in the field, the headsets were on, and like there was rust, right? There was definitely rust with getting those play calls in. So I think that is also an underappreciated part of the game and and that's part of the well-oiled machine that is any good offense right is how those coaches are able to uh, mm-hmm. yep. just communicate yep. with each other because it, it's a lot of personality stuff too you know right like if you have one guy that dominates the headset dominates the airwaves like i do on this show then for it, sure for sure it gets without it, question you know yeah. what i mean like it gets like people it would get be bored and we start losing viewers <laughs> exactly yeah. so it would be very hard like for someone like that now obviously you have an, that's why you have an offensive coordinator but for sure that was something for me to be able to watch that dynamic and see guys like settle into their different roles. I don't know how you guys kind of thought about that, but that was something I watched a lot. Me personally, I feel like I, I was really locked into the scrimmage. I really wasn't as so – I didn't really start paying That's attention true. into the other stuff until like I was out, out. Where I wouldn't get any more yeah. reps. And I will say, like me, that's a different perspective from me, too, because obviously I'm over there just filming, right? Because mm-hmm. I wasn't playing, so I do get that different, like, detached perspective. I feel – you you say that it was rust. I felt that, personally, it went pretty smooth in, in my estimation as far as, like... It got better like, as we went on. Yeah, as we went on, like, getting subs in and out, getting the play calls in, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I don't think it was necessarily from... I can't say because I really wasn't in tune with yeah. it. I don't think it was an up-top issue. I think it was on the field, people not, like, on the field not getting the calls. Yep. But I feel like... It was ran pretty smooth, especially for that being a first time. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was that was a uh, it was a positive. I feel like we got better that day as far as the offense and simulating a, a game situation because we can do as much third down as we want to, red zone, two minute, normal down the distance. But until you really get into the full swing of an offense, like you say, people going in the booth, people being on the field. People having to stay out of the tackle box. Making adjustments. Make, like, right. making that, adjustments yeah. to a defense. And I feel like for that to be our first time, and I feel like they handled it pretty well. You can always get better. And like I mm-hmm. said, it's their first time. But I, I thought it was I thought it was a, a good showing. Yeah, I was impressed. Like I said, bringing in that many new guys that, like, a couple of those guys are going to have a significant impact on what play calling and play mm-hmm. design, what goes into that offense. So uh, that was interesting for me. I had a good I got a good story from my dad the other day. He went down and he officiated a scrimmage um, – I'm blanking on the teams, but two UP high schools, right, mm-hmm. down south, southern UP. It was down in, like, Escanaba, so I might have one of those two schools. But, you know, when you go to your scrimmage, you usually have your separate periods, right? And you do your special teams. You do your red zone. You do all that stuff. They lined the ball up. They gave Team X 40 minutes just to play. And then they gave the other team, Team Y, 40 minutes play ball. Like 40 minutes, like, stop time and everything, too? Or just I don't – I think it was just a running clock. Uh, probably just a running, running clock. clock. You just – no, no, yeah. It was, like, 30 <laughs> or 40 minutes. And you just, just – just, just here, ball, go, and then ball, go, and then afterwards they shook hands and they were gone. He actually, no, it wasn't It wasn't 40 minutes. He said they were done in less than an hour. Oh, 
Okay. Could you imagine? Like, just take the ball and go. No special teams. No red zone. No third down. No no situational. Just play football. Play football. Shake yeah, hands and you're done. He said the drive down there was longer than the actual scrimmage itself. I thought that was very odd. That has to be terrible, though. Yeah. That's got to be just ugly football. And I feel like it just doesn't prepare them for game situations, right? And the coach, I don't know. It's very, it was interesting like, to it's me. It's also UP that. football, though. You got, you, got <laughs> pra- you, you got to practice special teams. Yeah, dude. Because, like, That's people, a say, must. people say it all the time. It's, it is just as important as offense and defense. Like, for sure. Third side of the you, ball? You see it in the NFL all the time. Like, this year, the, the 49ers won that game arguably because of their special teams. Yeah, not arguably. And not no, arguably. They won that no, game a, because and, of their and, special and, teams. And, and their defense. I'm not just yeah, saying. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. that's all I was Good trying point. to say. Yep. Obviously, the special teams had a major impact in that game. Yep. Impact special teams. Shout out to Coach Beischer. Impact special teams. Yeah. He's watching this. I don't know. Probably not. But And, and going <laughs> off that, you look at the response from that game. You know what Green Bay did after that game? Fired their special teams coordinator. And brought in? Uh, the Raiders uh, interim head coach. Masashio. Rich. Yeah, Rich Sashi, I believe is how you pronounce that. Yeah. Got the chance to see him uh, when I was down in Green Bay. Tried to get dude for an interview. He comes out straight off the field. Headphones already in. Takes two looks. Sprint. Not kidding. Sprints down the sidewalk back towards the facility. Was not being stopped by anyone, myself included. He I'm surprised. Locked he, like, in. I'm surprised that he went from interim head coach that got a team into the playoffs. They thought he was. Yeah, they thought he was going to be a next in line somewhere, right? To special teams coordinator. That's crazy to He's me. He's like one of the, one of the, if not the best, though, being touted as one of the best special teams guys yeah, in yeah, the league. Yeah, I, I did hear that. So, big pickup for Green Bay. Uh, but a big pickup for the Cowboys. That would be Kevontae Turpin. Do not kick to him. Uh, who were they playing the other night? Who found that out? The Chargers. Chargers? Yep. And Turpin himself, he played at TCU. He had a stint uh, over in Europe, uh, in the European in League. And then, was it in Poland? Yeah. And then in the fan-controlled football league. We've yeah. seen that. We talked about that one a little yeah. bit. That's kind of an interesting one. Finally, we know him from the USFL. He won the MVP award uh, this spring with the USFL. That, just putting that in perspective, this is like a whole year, potentially, assuming he makes a 53-man roster. Mm-hmm. This is a whole year. Oh, no, he made the 53-man roster. I mean... There's a lot of cuts still got to be made, but he's no. he's put himself in a very good Dude, position. He's a, he's Two returns in on one team. game. He's, on he's, <laughs> he's become the number one kick returner. Like, he's put himself in the door. He's in. And you know what's crazy? I didn't want to jinx him. I have known about Kevontae Turpin for years. Really? He was a killer at TC. Kobe. I didn't know him. Killer. <laughs> you think TQ was little? Kevontae Turpin was probably 140 pounds. Are you serious? Dominating the Big 12. He was a killer. And he got an assault charge. Oh, okay. Coming out into the draft. And that, like, that. you know what I'm saying? Just dropped his... He yeah. probably... I, Me, personally, I don't think he would have... It was divine intuition, I think. Is that intuition? Intervention. 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 Yep. Yeah, divine intervention. Because it made him better, he had to, you know, fight through trials and tribulations. Goes to Europe, goes to fan control league. Then go to the USFL. Yeah. Like, I absolutely. Those kinds of stories, like, when you watch, yeah. like, when you watch him in the USFL, he didn't belong there. No, you're right. He's He was stood out, right? He was, like... Cream He's the like crop. the five star in high school playing the private schools. Yeah, he didn't. He he did not belong there. <laughs> You're right. He's, tw- he's uh, 26 right now, and like you said, he's got a lot of experience. But like that that whole idea of like playing in the spring full out and then playing in the fall is crazy. I mean, you could look at that advantage and disadvantage because all these guys have just been resting up and you know getting ready for the season. But mm-hmm. like he's been, you know, he's been at it. Uh, his first return was a punt return that was 78 yards. I didn't realize it was that long. No, and the then, kick return was first, I think. Was it, or was it first? I think the kick return was first. The kick return was 98 yards. And when you see it, it's like Nuts. easy for him. Yeah. It wasn't much. Not, like <laughs> he just see it and just flying. 
He's like five eight, like probably like one seventy. <laughs> That's awesome. Now we've seen um, a lot of USFL guys get that chance. Over fifty of them mm-hmm. actually so far, which is. If you would have told me that before the season, I almost wouldn't have believed you. That's a lot. Now, like I said, the fifty-three, the the final rosters have not been cut, so that number is sure to drop. Yeah. But over fifty guys from that USFL currently on NFL rosters. I mean, that is that is huge. Well, that's um, what it's that, for, though. And that number could even technically still go up if you have guys with injuries or different types of situations. That number, you know, we still see guys get get picked up. Um, we but, just saw it on our own coaching stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's exactly we did just see that. Shout out to uh, shout out to, yeah, shout out Hell to Coach yeah. Marshall. Uh, get inside. We don't we don't know with who exactly. We didn't really say. Uh, but it was back, the Edmonton Elks. Yeah, it was Edmonton. He, yeah, he, he had Good some gear him, from them already. He was like wearing like flip flops, like a backpack, or whatever. Because he had already Elk played for them. Yeah, yeah. And so he's he getting resigned, re-signed. bro. He yeah. did stuff. Back to the CFL yeah. for uh, Jalen, man. Yeah. Stud. Yeah. Killer? Oh my dude. Like we were watching him run routes in practice. He's like. No, Dude. bro. Not even just run routes. Everything, like, everything. Going like, to the next station, and it's like when you see him run, like it was crazy. Like when you do pat and go, yeah. And the ball is overthrown. Like how he goes from a jog to a full sprint that fast. Like the acceleration, you can just tell it was different. Bro, bro, bro it's crazy. Like, I didn't get to run around him too much, to be honest. We'd be like running from like the offensive field to the defensive field, and he would just be dusting everybody. <laughs> Like, like not even close. Like, dude, not even. Like, not that many no people were trying. Close, yeah, no, but was, like, yeah, but still, if we all tried, we dude, still no, all lose no, by, dude, by he's, a large. He's amount. like legit, like four four, like legit four four. Kobe, I'm talking and build like a running back. Yeah, no, I know, I saw him. I mean, I stood next to the dude. He is. Shut up, stud. Coach Marshall, man. Hey, thousand, shout, thousand. Hey, shout out to talk too. Shout out to talk, man. Still around. So, yeah. Still around. Yeah, yeah. But this was the NFL's bio. After that, I just wanted to show this. This is pretty cool. It says, "Don't kick too." Cavante Turpin. That's pretty cool. There's no way he doesn't make the 53. I know, yeah. If you, bro, you get to be the banner image for the NFL account and you're their, their bio, I, I, I'm with you. I hope to the Lord that you do not get cut. He's, he's locked that, is a, that would be a he, bad look. He is locked in. Because if he, if he gets cut, who's ever first on the waiver order is going to pick him up. Yeah, no, that's very true. You're right. If he gets cut... Worst case scenario, he gets cut. Someone else is picking the dude. He's up. going to be playing football somewhere this this fall. Good for him, man. Um, another dude playing football somewhere this fall. We didn't know if he's going to be playing or not, but he is playing. Roquan Smith ends yes. his holdout in Chicago. The final year of his rookie deal is set to pay out nine point seven million dollars this year. Not exactly a huge bag, but um, you know, hey, hey. what? As long as he's still here, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be okay. I wanted. I wanted I, us to be on him. Man. I was. I was very concerned with. Um, the situation, obviously, in big and Bears rightfully fan. so. Um, if the Bears didn't have Roquan Smith, they'd go like two and fifteen. I'm serious. Like he's like he's the reason why their defense floats. Like yeah. they would completely sink if they didn't have him. And since we got him, we're gonna go four and thirteen. Hey, I, I, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm cautiously optimistic about the Bears as as I should be. They're not like. I'm not. I don't have any expectations necessarily. Justin Fields looked good though. That, I was just about to say yep. Justin Fields. That was can, a like, bright point. Like if he can do like what Jalen Hurts did with Philly last year, the Bears could like maybe have like a decent year, a respectable, yeah, exactly, like respectable record. He's a good athlete. He's got a good arm. Darnell Mooney is a more than capable wide receiver. He's very wide receiver good. one. He's very good. Darnell Mooney is a, very good. He's in the same level as like a modern St. Brown. He's probably a little bit better, to be honest. He's better than a That's what I'm saying. Brown. Like he's in that he's been that similar tier though. Of like, he's, he's of like good young of like good he's in the same tier like good young wide receiver. What year is he? Third, third year now. Third year? He's better yeah. than Amaran St. Brown. I, I, 
I, for I, sure. I, for I just sure. said that. Yeah, he is. I'm looking at Kobe. I'm telling yeah, Kobe. Kobe got that weird little smirk on his face right now. I don't know. I'm around St. Brown. He had the most bro, touches in Lions. Bro, K, history. I don't bro, know. K would be like popping. Like he'd be going crazy right now. I'm not just. He, he's still got. He has a chance <laughs> to have a really big year this year. But I mean, the sophomore. I like St. Brown. The sophomore slump no, is too. real. I right? like Monroe too. No, I don't, I don't think he'll have like a sophomore slump. I, I'm, that's what I'm saying. But you know. Being consistent in this league is very hard. Oh, yes, right? for and sure, for sure. We see that every year. So I'm not going to jump on the Amonra, you know, bandwagon yet just because he can name off the 16 receivers that went that, drafted in front of him. That was pretty cool, though. It was. I will say. But I mean, like, that that's not enough cool. to, you know, have me, like, no. riding on his coattails into the season. You know what I mean? I, I, need, to, like, want, I need, like, another, like, really good year. Yeah. And then I'll be like, okay. He's I, got the drive. His dad's yeah. a, a freaking stud. Yeah. Did you see How that about little, the line yeah. on Kevin Durant? Yeah. Just out of pocket. Bro, what? That was crazy. <laughs> I don't care, bro. You got. Okay, listen. You're two sons with the NFL. That's great. You're talking about Kevin you're Durant. You're talking about Slim Reaper, bro. Like, how, how, are throw, how are you going to throw shade at Kevin Durant? I love it. I'm not saying you think you did a calf race. <laughs> bro, what? You think he dropped 50 and never did a calf race? Yeah, and you know what's on, funny man. is the producers decided <laughs> to leave it in. That's the best part. They yeah. said, because you got to imagine, if he said that, how many other outlandish yeah. takes did he have that didn't sure, make sure. the final cut? Yeah. For sure, for sure. <laughs> it was awesome, funny. dude. But um, from Roquan, this is what he had to say about the process. He said, quote, I thought it was very distasteful to say the least. Uh, talking about his contract talks between uh, him and the Bears. It wasn't what I anticipated, nor what I expected from the situation, but I'm grateful for the fans, all the loyal fans, and everyone, the players as well, in the locker room in the city of Chicago that stood behind me throughout this process. It means a lot to myself. But now, I'm just shifting my focus to the season, and more so just focused on being the best teammate I can be to those guys in the locker room. Couldn't think of a better a answer. A-plus answer. Could not I think mean, of a better a, answer. Even if, you know, he's absolutely pissed off, and that's an answer that he probably just rehearsed, but like, that's the right thing to say in this situation, and you just hope that everything goes according to plan this year, and he gets paid. Yeah, and when you and when you think you're being undervalued by your team, it can be very frustrating, especially would, like financially yeah. for Roquan Smith. That. Like he deserves he deserves to get paid because he's a really good player, and he's proven that he's a really good player. However, he put the team before himself. Yep, he, he he's bought in, man. He's obviously bought into his team and his teammates, and he wants to be the best player he can be for his team and. Even if he's not getting his paid as much as he think he should be, he's still going to do his best for the team regardless. And that's why I like Roquan Smith so much, dude. Yeah. That's, that's just like such – it's so refreshing to see like in the NFL. Because like, like contract holdouts are real, and I don't blame people for holding out in contracts when they think they should, they should be getting paid. But it's just, it's just good to see that there's people that still care more about their team than their own financial situation. Yeah. And like reading this article, I guess he didn't have an agent through this process either. So he was kind of like navigating these waters by himself. Mm-hmm. And that was something he got grilled on was like, does he regret, regret not having that because maybe an opportunity? He said he didn't, but I don't know, man. It's a very specialized area. That, that's why you hire someone like that. From what I saw, it was like the contract offer that they gave him was like backloaded. Yep. Yep. So he wouldn't have much money up front and then say he likes. Like, God forbid he gets hurt and then they cut him. You know what I'm saying? How much money of that money is guaranteed? All of that stuff. Yeah. I think, to me, I like, I'm going to be 100. Like, if you are, like, a top, like, 15, 10 player at your position, I don't necessarily think you need an agent because you know your market. Because your play should probably speak for itself as well. And you can compare yourself you know, eye to eye with X, Y, and Z players. You feel me? Rosters. So you know the market. So I feel like I don't think that really hurt them. It's interesting because could it have helped them? Of course, yeah. because that they are literally professionals at that. But I feel like it wasn't like they went in there and gave him an offer, and he was like, "Fred Warner got thirty million, I want 60. I don't think it was one of them. No, it wasn't. I just think it was 
Yeah. He's looking at other. He's literally looking at other people's contracts, comparing it to him, comparing to how he views this up on the defense. If the Bears lose Roquan Smith, like we have like fallen into Detroit Lions poverty worse, franchise. Worse, worse. You can't. You can't let a guy like that go. You can't. You cannot. You can't. Yeah, he's, he's the, the he's best the player on the team. He's the backbone of the franchise. He's the best player on the team. And it's not he's even, a first round pick. It's not even close. When he like the sixth pick in the draft, yeah. I don't remember. I he's literally giving you everything uh, you ever asked. Everything and, and, and all he asked for was a little bit of money, bro. And y'all looked him in the face. <laughs> we give you seventeen million in twenty twenty eight. Oh my god, that is crazy. Come on, bro. That is tough. That's, Get it together, uh, Ryan Poles. That's that's tough to hear. Hey, if you if you give Roquan Smith like. Five years, eighty-five million. He's signing the contract. Yeah, he's not going to get five years. Eighty-five. I would say that's what a, about that's a lot didn't of money. like Bobby Wagner get six years for ninety million? Like four years ago. Derwin James just got four years, seventy-six. And you got a middle linebacker. It's worth a lot of money. I mean, maybe right. I, maybe, let's say maybe let's say like seventy-five. It's five interesting years, because you talk million. about the comparing, and we see a lot yeah. of that with quarterbacks, a lot of it with wide receivers. Yeah. Outside of those two positions. I don't think you see it as much. I think he'll get the four money. years, fifty million. I don't think he'll be getting. I don't think his money will be in the same ballpark as Derwin James because yeah. Derwin James just got the most money for an NFL safety in just, NFL history. He just reset the market. Yeah, you're right. So I don't think the safety a higher position. I don't really know this. The safety like a higher paid position than for the sure. Linebacker? It Typic- goes. It typically, goes, I think so in the NFL. It goes I, edge I, I, rusher, okay. corner, safety, and then linebacker. It ain't interior lineman. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I guess we can yeah. go right into the contract then. The contract is four years, $76.4 million, like we said. It resets the markets for safeties. That's $42 million in guaranteed money. And uh, it must feel nice to be the, the highest paid safety in league history. So, um, another guy that was in a hold-in, actually. Like, we had kind of – I think we had mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. Um, that obviously ends his hold-in. He uh, – you know, he's a dude, and I guess – he probably deserves that money. Would you put him at that number one spot right now in the league? Yeah, he's the best safety in the NFL. Yeah, he's getting paid like it, so I would I would imagine so. My opinion, he's just so versatile. You can literally go put him at corner, and he'd be a top ten so? corner. I, I've said that it's one the podcast too. I think he's the best safety in the league. I said it probably too. When we're talking about Mika Fitzpatrick, when he got his like whatever his like deal or whatever, is like I was I said that too. Derwin James is like the best, and I think that's another reason why I think the Chargers are going to have a, a great season this year. You got I guess guys, you got guys like Derwin James, J.C. Jackson, your defensive backfield who are just that's clamps. true. I forgot clamps, about, about J.C. Like, and then you got uh, Bosa and Cleo Mack off the edge. Like, dude, this is that is a that is a AFC Championship roster, maybe Super Bowl roster. You need that defense in that like, division. Are you kidding me, dude? I, yeah, I think I have extremely high expectations. Then you got you know you got you guys like Herbert too. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize he missed yeah. all of the 2020 season with a torn meniscus. Yeah. Yep. Did not know that. Bounced back uh, last year, career high, 118 combined tackles in 15 games, two sacks, two interceptions, three forced fumbles. Respectable, respectable stat All line. But check, check, but his, check, exactly, check, but check. his impact, I think, you know, you look at those, he has good stats, but like you said, he's a presence. Like he's definitely a presence you out there in the defensive the backfield. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Yep. And you watch him, you watch him play, and I think you can get that, uh, you can get that sense. Um, I know if Cade were here, he'd be talking about how about uh, how Teron Matthew deserves uh, that type of money. I like Honey Badger, but Duran James is yep. better. Like he is. Honey Badger on the better. He's on the back half. Honey Badger on the back half. Yeah, he won't get what is he, twenty nine? He won't get seventy six million. Be. Hell no, he will not. But maybe thirty. Very talented dude nonetheless. But uh let's touch I want to talk more about uh about hard knocks. Um we talked about Rodrigo. Mm-hmm. Absolute monster I love unit. Him. I, and love I, him. I want I to love look up, him, I need dude. to look up 
just how big this guy is because he looks tiny out there. Yeah. He's not, Doesn't I don't he? think he's six feet. And he's like 5'11. Yeah, so he was the sixth round pick. For those who don't know, sixth round pick out of Oklahoma State um, for the Lions. He plays middle linebacker for us. And I need to see how big this guy is. How they got, they got him listed at right here. Oh my gosh, dude. What is he? No, first of all, I got to. <laughs> I think I got to pull up this. The pictures of him in college, his Wait, college pictures are hilarious. I got a question for Tyshawn real quick. So, you know how, like, what when is you're, it? Like, you're like a kid, you do, like, pick a hole drills, you, you went through, like, hole one, hole two, hole three. Mm-hmm. So, this is a question for you. Um, if you had 10 attempts against Rodrigo, how many times is he tackling you? How many times would he tackle yeah, me? Yeah, how many times are you, like, pick a hole? Like, is pick it, a hole. Pick is a it hole, bags yeah. or are you saying, like, real? No, like, it's, like, between cones. He's listed, it's by like, the way, before you answer, I guess, he's listed between 5'11 and 6 foot, both of them, so probably 5'11. 5'11 and 230 pounds. Okay, oh, so, I'd win 8 out of 10 times. So, yeah, what are you, 5'10, 220? I'm 5'10, 215. Okay, so, yeah, pretty similar size. I was going to say, like, that's all I was really asking, so 8, eight out of 10. And that's no knock on Rodrigo. Yeah. I am just, like... Confident. I am so... I think I'm the best football player on the planet. You got, you got to have a mentality like that if you want to be great. The, the, the person that has to believe in yourself the most. I'm is not you. laughing because you know true. what I mean. I'm just it's when you comes out of your mouth. It's just it's awesome. I love it. I love, the I love it too. I love it. I fucking love this it. It's real life. But Rodrigo, uh, which crazy to me, five eleven, borderline six. He's listed at six foot on a couple of them, but and he looks small. He's a hammer though. He, he does. That guy's he, huge. He's dude. a hammer. He is laying wood. <laughs> like when you practice. watch yeah, the dude. drills, yeah. like he is. He is never the nail. Like fullback comes out, dude, and fullback is being. Shoved aside, like that wham block. Yeah, that's like that trap block. Like, oh, it was the one dude, where the, it was like a wham block life, that, like, they kind of made but, his name for himself on that block. Yeah, he had that tight end to come on that wham block, that inside motion. He's supposed to be like a trap, basically, like a blindside block. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, and he comes through and just levels the dude. Not only, but gets in there and makes the play. Yeah, that tight end is now probably unemployed because of <laughs> because of Chris Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Malcolm. He, Malcolm. Malcolm Rodriguez. Malcolm. Malcolm. Malcolm Rodriguez. Who's Chris Rodriguez? He's know. a running back for Kentucky. Okay. My bad. <laughs> You're good. But that play, dude, right there. I mean, that was awesome. Y'all say Malcolm. I'm like, what about Malcolm? I thought he just walked in right there. So I'm like, <laughs> what? I was going to start crying oh. on the podcast. <laughs> we, we, Loki, we need, we need Malcolm right now, dude. Malcolm. to come back. Malcolm would we, definitely have a spot. Like, man. for sure. Yeah. Um, for but, sure. Uh, also, it's funny to watch the hard knocks in that linebacker room with Jared Davis being back with the Lions. That was something that when they talk about, you know, this, what, what round were you drafted in? Chef's, uh, he's asking him, and he's like, sixth round. And then the camera pans at Jared Davis, our first round pick, and you're like, gosh, man. You're just sitting there like, God. And, and when they, those lines, I mean, he was like, he was blowing all the smoke up his ass. He's like, I got coaches in the building saying they haven't seen linebackers make plays like that in five years since we've been here. I mean, just an absolute kick in the nuts to every other single individual in that room. I didn't realize they took a line, the linebacker in the first round. When, what was it? When did they pick Jerry? Last Davis? year, I think. Last when year? No, last no, year? no, no. Two years was, ago. Because uh, I know they got. I know it wasn't this year, obviously, because they got James Williams and Hutchinson. So Hutchinson was this like, year. Panay last year. Like, that's probably not good. I don't know who Jerry Davis is. If he's like, yeah, because he was with us. Pick. You know, it would have been at least. It might have been three Maybe years ago. Maybe it would have been like three years ago because he was with us a couple years and then he left and was with, I believe, Jacksonville and we just re-signed him. I want to say he's with Jacksonville. I could be wrong on that one. But um, he came back. And so to be in that room, I mean, just that's got to light a fire under your ass, though, I imagine. So hopefully we get a little bit of elevated play out of those guys. I'm excited to see where his storyline goes. Another episode dropping in a couple days here. I saw him tweet out, or his, actually it was his girlfriend that he had posted on his story because I follow him. Um, and it was like him grocery shopping with the HBO guys following along with the cameras and shit. Rodrigo? So, yeah. 
So we're gonna get more. We're gonna get more Rodrigo. We're gonna see what he's what he's eating. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be on the uh, Rodrigo meal plan here pretty soon. It sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of grocery shopping, I saw I, I saw I saw Branch at Meyer today. Speaking of grocery shopping, did you shout out to Branch there? <laughs> speaking of grocery shopping, I ain't been grocery shopping in months. MP baby, I got Northern four Lights eggs. Dining. I got four eggs and jelly in my fridge right now. <laughs> yeah, I got you really don't keep it. You don't you don't snack at all. You got a little song. I got a dollar. Man, you, you gotta you start like taking do, stuff like, from the like, take like from dogs? the MP. That's what I I'm on. I got honey nut cherries on hey, blue bag right now. Ty, you like hot dogs? Hell yeah! I got dogs. like a fifty pack of hot dogs. Because my like, you want it? No, Just not till we get done with the MP. I can live off the <laughs> MP right, right now. Right, but right, hey, I'm so. telling you, you make another round through there, a little fruit, a little uh, something. Just yeah, I be I be okay. getting right for all sure, right, for sure. Right. Yeah, because that's what I, that's what I be on. Because I'm not trying to buy fruit. I ain't got nothing in my crib but water, Gatorade, four eggs, and jelly. That's it's a tough way to live. Trenches. That's that's a tough way to live. Um, I got a PS5 though. And a dude, two dudes that are about that life. That's Deuce Staley and Aaron Glenn. Yeah, sure they are about crazy. It. They are nuts, dude. And they I love crazy. the way that they constructed those interviews to time up with the clips. Like just the the crafting of that part of the episode was awesome. It was masterful. A one editing. Yes, because like you just see them going back and forth, back and forth, just cussing each other out on the sideline, and then it cuts to Deuce. That's my motherfucking dude, man. I, I love that dude. And you're like, are we why is this the same dude? Are we watching this shit together? And he's I mean, all up in his face. Like chest up in his face. Yeah, we want all that. I love it, dude. That's how me that's and Tavion awesome. to be. Yeah. Like if Nystrom wouldn't have been on our ass about it, like that's how we'd be. Yeah. Me and Tavion have got into it so much. <laughs> like on numerous occasions. Bro. Only on practice field though. Yeah. Like just I love that shit. We was the reason we had to do up downs. Yeah, yeah, they were. They were. Stop the whole practice. Had to do up downs. Rest of practice. And it's great because, like, I feel like everyone lets those two do their own thing. Aaron Glenn and, and Deuce Staley. Like, mm-hmm. they understand they're both professionals. You know. At the end of the day, they're going to get their jobs done. And I think, you know, at least I hope I'm not around them, but I hope that it makes both of them better. Right? I'd imagine it has to because they're just pushing every time they're pushing their guys. Like, you want to lose to him? You want to lose to that guy? Those guys? No way. <laughs> oh man! No I, way. I love those like little like rivalries you have in practice. With yeah, your teammates. like, and that's why like, Hard Knocks yeah. is so is so great. Hey, were you at were you at the beach when uh, Cade was cheating and beach tag or whatever? No, I don't think I was. You heard about that though? I don't know. It's just like little things like that. Like I got tagged, Cade. Oh, I didn't think I was. Yes, and I like, saw that. I'm like, I'm like, he's still on the court. I, I just charged him. I'm like, bro, like, get the like, get the fuck off. The, <laughs> I, I got you, bro. Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to win this tag. And he tackled. No, him. no, 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 no. That's not, that's not what happened. Tackled him. I'm running at him. Like, you're out, you're out. And then he dives with my legs, and then I fell over him. It looked like I tackled him, but I did not tackle him. It did look like it looked a full like on he, tackle. It looked like a full on tackle, but I did not. I was protecting okay. myself because he dove in my legs. Well, you've heard it here first. Yeah, it's not. Kade's gonna. I hope Kade watches this. I hope he does. But, nah, Kade's got a Kade fantasy football draft Kade tonight. Dog, so I don't know if he will. That. He know that you my dog. Um, <laughs> another great piece out of this, at least seeming to me, is that Dan Campbell is not putting on an act right when he goes in front of the media. No. This seems to be his genuine personality. I just hope he can withhold that and not have a heart attack or high blood pressure for the entire season. He drinks an excessive amount of caffeine. He does. I am a huge Dan Campbell fan. Yeah. Just, I lo- he coaches with so much heart. My dad I, did I make I a great it. point the other day. Shout out to Jim it. Manzo. He said, it's going to be tough, though, if he has this personality and he's making all these media headlines and people start liking him and they start losing fucking games. It's going to be very hard to get behind. It's easy right now, right? And I, I, like I said, I'm on the Dan Campbell train. I think he has done a lot for us. I think he's going to do a lot for us. But granted, if he does, they come out and they lose two or three in a row. You're, I think you're going to see 
right now, Detroit feels kind of like America's team. People are really getting behind this kind of. They're like, you know what I mean? I wouldn't say like America's team might be a stretch, but like people enjoy watching them. Maybe they don't it, think they're going to go win a bunch of games, but people enjoy hearing about Detroit and Dan Campbell and all that. I feel like they're like America's like pity party. Okay. No, not like okay. A, let me let me let me let me elaborate a little bit because that sounded That's a little ridiculous. rough. That sounded a little rough. Let me. That let me, is ridiculous. Let, can I please elaborate a little bit? Please do. I think the Lions have a very bright. <laughs> they have a bright future, but like, what have they done? Like ever? Let me, listen, listen. I am not. And that's why I'm okay. saying that people enjoy it because what exactly, do people like the like, most? An underdog story. Thank they you. Love, no, that's, that's exactly, what I'm saying. Like, that's, that's exactly. Yeah. Like the Lions could make something out of themselves, but America's I just think the party. little bit, it's kind of like a little bit of a pity party because it's like, oh, it's the Lions. It's so to fun. To me, like, a pity party would be after the fact. Okay. A pity party is okay. after but the like, fact. But like maybe they're just like, oh, let's let the Lions do hard knocks. Let's let the Lions do, I don't know. Like, it just kind of feels That's like called that. sympathy. Bro, That's like a sympathy. Man America's <laughs> pity party. I think, uh, yeah, but but you know what I mean though. Like if they come out and uh, like if they come out and lose uh, two or three of their first couple games, I think you'll see a very dramatic switch of public opinion towards not only Dan Campbell but the Lions. You know what I mean? Like I said, people don't think they're going to come out and be world beaters, right? We've seen the spreads and everything, but what they do think is that there's like somewhat hope there, right? Like there's actual hope and optimism around the franchise that it has not had that in a while. Like you say, I don't. It's, it's going. It's going to be hard because like heard it somewhere. Like someone doesn't believe in Dan Campbell as a football coach. They think he's a good motivator, but they don't think he's a good football coach. I'd be interested to see who said that. I cannot think. I heard it, though, okay. because they said Dan Campbell and somebody else. Like, no, 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 bullshit coaches, like, blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. I can't think of where I heard it, but I did hear it because I didn't just pull it out of my ass. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, I, he's got it, the playing experience, and he learned under a great. So, you have to give him, you know what I mean? Like you watching it, though, bro, like, I think he's a great motivator, and I think – he lets his coordinators do the coaching. He, he lets is. his offensive. He's very he hands off. He lets his coordinators do their job, and yeah. he just walk around and clean up things on the outside. So that's why I feel it's like a different style of coaching. It's a blessing and it's a curse because if your coordinators aren't doing your job, they're coming for you. You know, so yeah, and that's he's actually been asked about that a lot because you bring in a guy like um, Anthony uh, Anthony Lynn Anthony Lynn. Um, who was former head coach, right? He's got guys around him. And you look at Lynn, you look at Glenn, you look at those type of, those caliber of guys. Glenn was being interviewed for head coaching jobs. They didn't think he was going to be around, right? So when you talk about those caliber of guys around him, he said, like, he wants to surround himself with guys that he sees as, as head coaches in the league, mm-hmm. right? Because like you said, his style of coaching is very hands-off. He's going to let those guys do their jobs. And I think, like, you're right, he's a facilitator. Like he that allows him. He's not he's not in charge of say the offense or in charge of the defense. He doesn't have that tie, so it helps him be non biased. I think a lot more, and it also helps him make relationships with the players. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just what he enjoys to do. Because like I think you're right. He doesn't have coaching wise the qualifications maybe to be an offensive play caller or a mm-hmm. defensive mind. So I think this is kind of the niche that he fits in at. I just hope it works. Right, like you said, you have to have a lot of trust in those guys because even if they're not doing their jobs, the first guy to go usually is the top of that pyramid, right? Kayvon Thibodeau just left the game against the Bengals with a knee injury. That's not good. <sighs> you hate to see that. You just hate to see that. Really? It's horrible. Yeah. Did it say anything else? Oh. Took a cut block. Oh, man. Oh, God, dude. That's tough to hear. Of course the Giants, man. That's oh, tough to hear, God. man. Ugh. Oh. Sorry to ring you guys. Two, they they yeah. had two first-round picks, though, didn't they? Yep. The Giants, who else did they get? Kayvon Thibodeau, Evan Neal. That's right. That's right. Two you know. top seven picks. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's crazy. Evan Neal, they've been kind of ripping on. they kind of ripping on Evan Neal. Like a lack of uh, balance. Yeah, bad balance. That he's was the knock on him before the draft, and he's been he did it the all. 
He been the whole lunging. first game against the Patriots. He just lunges. He did get exposed quite a few times, didn't he? Yes, he did. But he's a good run blocker. But like when he gets to go downhill and go run yeah, at a motherfucker, because he's yeah. an athlete. But pass blocking, he just got. They say he got bad balance and, issues. They say that was the only knock on him coming out of Bama. And I would say, and I would say it's most likely more important to build a pass block just because it's a the narrative. It's a quarterback oriented league. Yeah. It's a quarterback league. Like if you can't the, protect your quarterback, the narrative was always on him just being a freak athlete, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously you and knew he was going to have some too, type of technique, yeah. but like the the narrative was never that this guy's technique, his technique is sound, right? Mm-hmm. He's fundamentally sound. It was always that. He's this big. He can move this fast and do this, right? And you know what? Maybe the Giants look past that. You say you can't coach this shit. Yeah, and you can't. It also, if Evan Mio is he's a very good run blocker, and you have a guy like Saquon. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. He's going to add a lot of value to their offense. Either way, if he if he's not like like Ty said, if his balance is off, like it's not that's not good for pass protection at all. Because pass protection is mostly like straight up. You know yeah, I mean? you're not like throwing your body into him. You're you're just kind of like. You know what I mean? How'd that go? Like that. I'm not a sound to go with it. Not I a think, I think, but I think it all depends. It depends on if you play left tackle, you have to be able to block. Yes. Pass block at least. Yes. The block I feel like they got Evan Neal at right tackle. So you can you can let him be a better Get away much with better run you feel me? Because you can help him out by putting tight ends on his like somebody like Trent Williams, you don't need Kyle Uschek and George Kittle to help Chip with yeah. Trent Williams. You feel comfortable putting Trent Williams on the island and letting him go to work. I think Andrew Thomas, he either had a really good year or a really bad year. I don't know. But that's their left tackle. And I feel like if they feel like uh, Neil got bad balance issues and he's not that great of a pass blocker. Then you don't want him on that left side. And that's when you help him out, put him on the right side. Saquon, chip the end before you get out. That's a good point. Uh, whoever they tight end now, no, that's not Evan Ingram. Chip before you get out, you know. Yeah, you're right. It's not. I don't know who I their no their starter is. is. You know, I'm the roster guy. I couldn't tell you who they, who they tight end. <laughs> they, they, had, they had Rudolph last year. He's in Tampa now. Yep. Yeah, Rudolph did, did make that trip down there. Gosh, just replaced Gronk. Gonna, you know, I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, go for it. Um, but speaking of value, let's talk about some college some college guys that could add some value to some businesses hmm. potentially. Hmm. <laughs> oh. I think we should lead with Cade's pick. Okay, go Kate ahead. had a good one. Kate had a really good one, and I hope I'm not butchering this name. He definitely, I know who he picked. Blazin Lono Wong, defensive end, Arizona State. That is so funny. His name is Blazin. B L A Z E N. I'm, I'm, I'm just, like I say, I'm trying to. I'm assuming it's Blazin. Hopefully, I did not butcher it. I'm sorry, but man, the opportunity with Buffalo Wild Wings presents itself immediately. For sure. Doing the Blazin challenge with Blazin. That would be. Dude, that's like a TikTok waiting to happen. Hashtag blazing with blazing. Okay, that could be taken the wrong way. When you said that name, I was thinking something else. I was thinking something else when you said that name, but yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't when I said it, when I said it out loud, I thought about it differently. But we can we can work on the hashtag. We can work on the SEO. We can work on the hashtag, but my point stands. Blazing, that's Kate's point more so. Uh, the Buffalo Wild Wings, the Blazing Challenge with their Blazing Wings. That would be, I think, that'd be awesome. That'd be really cool. That'd be an, an easy opportunity. Ty, you got one for us? My friend, Chris Altman Bell, they call him the crab in Minnesota. The crab? That, that swear to God. Why the crab? He grabs everything. <laughs> so you get him an NIO deal with the crab shack. That's awesome. it's, it's like, it's the, like they, got, the crab, they, got, they got shirts out there. You feel me? He did this after like a first down, and he took his arm off and put a crab on there. I'll show you. I'll send you the picture after this. I need that. Like I, I need that. That they is call, awesome. They call him the crab. I've never heard that in my life. 
Don't know how he got it. His Chris Armand Bell, you think it'd be like cab. No, they just do R in there, calling the crab. They call him the crab. That is dude, that's good. Um let's do one from the Gleak. I've heard you I've already told you this name, Ty. Steel Fortress, quarterback, Michigan Tech. Private security. You know what we crazy? think? I heard somebody else with the name Steel though. Really? Yeah. What was his last name? Fortress. It wasn't Fortress, okay. but he had his first name was Steel. Yeah. I'm like, what is up with all these people naming their baby Steel? <laughs> For a medal. Name it's... my son Platinum King. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, could you imagine like a little little ad, spec ad with Steel? He's like guarding some type of VIP, right? Like guarding some type of VIP, like a private security service or like a posted out in front of a house or something for some, you know, security company agency. And uh, just talking about how like, you know, this, this is, you know, impenetrable. Our, our agency is impenetrable. I would love that. I think that'd be awesome. That'd be Still an easy purchase. one for him. Yeah. Jim, you got one for us? So I got a, I have one. This is just, I, I believe a lot of people already seen this one. It's uh, Dakota's Crawford. Is a uh, deal with an air conditioning company. Yeah, we, I was gonna, actually going to pull up the commercial. Yeah, I decided was, I wasn't going to throw it was a little good. older, but yeah. And then there's like a funny one. It's, uh, I said that in the chat earlier. Uh, General Booty is this kid's name from Oklahoma. Yep. I think I know where you're going with this uh, one. So his, his actually is like kind of cool, actually. His, it's his foundation is called More Than Just a Name, and 20% of the profits go directly to Oklahoma Children's Hospital, which is really, really nice. Oh, that's right, because he yeah. started he just started, started selling uh, the merch, the shirts and everything. Yeah, More Than Just a Oklahoma, Name. Oklahoma, right? Like, it says like, I heart booty, or like yep. booty call. I guess like, yeah, it's, booty it's, call. it's his name, that. you know what I mean? It's just funny, yeah. That was great. But, uh, no, it's the children's hospital thing is awesome. That's that's sweet. Taking not only taking advantage of the namesake, but putting it forward as good use. Yep. Come on, that's great. General Booty. Great. Yep. Clap it up for General. He got to do it with Wrangler. Boy. Did he? Yeah. yeah. He's got tons of them. He's that's got, right. Yeah. With, with a name, name like, like that, booty. dude, like it just sells itself, dude. Like, yeah. Come on. The, and the coldest Crawford with the AC, like, bro. The commercial was hilarious. <laughs> come not on, the most dude. well shot commercial ever. The production company could have been a little better, yeah. but uh, they needed you. They did. I could could have used me there. To or or, uh, or Jaytron, they could have used Jaytron too. He was throwing shade at Kobe, bro. Jaytron was, yeah. Big we time. don't need to. Get this right now. But uh, I got one more. I got one more. How about Gentle Williams, offensive lineman from Cal? Gentle, gentle, gentle. bro. That's very ironic. Gentle, gentle Williams. I okay. This is a kind of maybe, kind Charmin. of a reach. I was thinking Charmin was my, my one of my first ones too, but also maybe like Allstate. Allstate could be a good one. Like, you're in good hands. Good hands. Gentle. You're in good, gentle hands with Allstate. Good, gentle hands. <laughs> you're in gentle hands. I imagine, too, like, he's an like offensive lineman for Cal. He's got to be a pretty large, you know, pretty think, yeah, pretty beefed up yeah. human. And, like, what if it's just a real soft-spoken ad? Like, like, yeah, like tissues, Allstate. toilet paper. Yeah, like, like gentle. Like, maybe, like, I don't know. Yeah, like, I love nice, it. It's like cozy blanket or something. Like <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Gentle. What if he's wearing, like, a Snuggie? <laughs> Like Fantastic. That, yeah. That'd be more like cozy. You know what I mean? No, oh, okay, my bad. No, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you like, got to reach out to uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson. Dorian Thompson Robinson. Why do I know that name? They call him. They call him DTR. Give him an NIL deal. D1R. <laughs> Replace cool. the one with a T. That'd be pretty cool. We could do a little, yeah, a little different design. Little you know graphic. what I'm saying? It'd be hard. That'd be sick. We are gonna. And I guess I don't want to. Like I don't know, I haven't made it official, but I'm gonna make some. We're gonna get some merch made. We're gonna do some. D, have some D1R athletes this year. Hey, we gotta get Nate Dogg a shirt. Can he's I be one? Yeah. You can be a D1R athlete. You gonna pay me? You. I already yeah. told you. I ain't paying. you. I signed off my name, image, and likeness. I ain't paying you. We're I gonna do some. We'll have some other incentives in it with like yeah, a little all, T-shirt, dude, and some merch, and we're, stuff. We like are that. Division One rejects. Yeah, you're that's exactly what we are. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'll put you on my cleats. Oh yeah, I'll ride. I'll ride D1R on my cleats. 
We could get a logo. We could get a logo, but I'm, I'm dead ass too. I, I know you are. 100. We should get stickers too and put them on. Helmet. I don't know if we can do that. Okay, that's, no, that's probably, we definitely can't do yeah, that. That's probably Sorry, not I'm just, legal. I'm thinking what I'm saying or saying what I'm thinking. <laughs> thinking what I'm saying. You're doing a little bit of both, Same but thing, uh, yep. I got some stuff for us to react to. A couple of funny videos. That is like so dumb. Did you see this, bro? What? Shut All right, up. Is hold this on. A, is this a university? We're gonna rewind. That is Florida this. State. Yep. So hold on. Really? So this video. <laughs> This no. video, you're right. This is the Florida State Seminoles. No, They're coaching a new way to catch punts. And I can't lie, fellas, I have not seen this one before. What? Going to catch the punt, super soaker right to the mouth. That's funny, though. <laughs> the way he does it, too, you can tell they've been doing this. This is not new to them. That is so he, funny to me. He is really holding that. So guy. is that really as simple as it, as it would seem, just simulating elements? Or is it all just about the distraction? That like helmet what is... is probably so hot and probably stinks so bad. <laughs> yeah. That's brutal. I'm just sitting here watching it. I, like, I know it like... rained enough in Florida for you to just go out there and catch punts in the rain. Yeah. But no, or, you need or to they could have got, got a hose and just had the hose in there. You know what I'm saying? But what fun would that be, though? Yeah, let's get a super soaker and just squirt them in the eyes. That's what I'm saying. That, yeah, yeah, no. Dude, I love that. That is why they'll win four games this year. Yeah, <laughs> Who's their starting quarterback? I cannot tell you. I dude, I feel like I, just, I could not tell dude, you. Genuinely, could not tell you. I don't really remember a quarterback they've had since Jameis. Like, Are you truly, serious? I truly like remember one. Like guy. Like, oh, like, I'll number thirteen. I, I just can't think of his name. Mackenzie Mackenzie Milton. What, no, he oh, there? He, no, he went to. Uh, yeah, he I thought did, he, he played he, there. He, he did go there. He was at UCF yeah, before. Did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, remember I remember him, actually. It's yeah, something yeah, Travis, number 13. I think that's they started. Yeah, I couldn't. I really could not tell you. They they might be in for a rough season this year again. Oh, they will yeah. be. <laughs> didn't they lose to Jackson State last year? <laughs> no, they didn't play. Oh, they, no, they, they lost to Jackson State. Jackson State beat Florida State in Tallahassee last year. They didn't play Jackson State. I don't yes, know. Yes, they did. Jackson State beat Florida State last year. I, I promise you they did. It was like the biggest upset in college football last year. They won on like a the last play of the game too. You don't remember that, Tajar? Jackson State went into Tallahassee and got paid like like a couple million dollars, and they lost. Florida State lost. Yeah, they beat them twenty to seventeen. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Jackson State. Jackson State, bro. Yeah, crazy. Like, not a, that. That'd be like if Illinois State beat Wisconsin this year. Yeah, he's not wrong. Like that. That is ludicrous. I thought it was somebody else. No, dude, it was Jackson State. I remember watching that. I was like, no way. Like, yeah. bro. Because they wanted like some last second good <laughs> mm-hmm. touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I remember unreal. I didn't think it was Jackson State. Yeah, that's wild, dude. Um, yeah, stuns them at the buzzer. I mean, on the final play of the game, it looks like. They beat them on the final play. Why do I? Why did I forget that, too? I didn't think it was. I thought it was somebody else. Jacksonville State. Jacksonville, Jacksonville State, State not Jacksonville oh. State. That's different. I was say, it's no, yeah. I know Dion did not go to Florida State and saying, beat them last that's year. That's why I was really Jacksonville, confused. It's okay. Jacksonville State. I was going to say, I forgot about that. My bad. I'm yo, like, because I started feeling like a dummy. I started saying, <laughs> bro, I thought I knew everything. JSU? Yeah, my bad. That's all right, dude. Ja- I, was, I got the Jackson part. I was really confused with that for a second, too. I don't I feel like I would remember that. That's my bad. That's my bad. My bad, guys. My bad. You're all right. My bad, yo. I've got another great video for us right here. Potentially the coldest kicker. In the NFL, Fan, a favorite of mine. Can Rodrigo Blankenship. Blankenship. What are you talking about? You don't. You don't know who this guy is. Rodrigo Blankenship. Rodrigo yeah. Blankenship. He ain't getting cut. What? Especially well, not after in, rolling up like you this. Are crazy. His job was in jeopardy. On the Heelys. This dude. This is the dude that comes out in the press conference and talks about how he likes building Legos. They asked, they asked him like how he was going to celebrate, you know, like contract or whatever it was, and he said, "I might go home and get a new Lego set." 
I love this dude. <laughs> I love this dude. Awesome. He's just Look at that effortless. <laughs> and then he gets his little second get up into the Healy again. If you were to go, you know, we'll say hypothetical, or, you know, say you get to the league, right? You bring out any crazy style like this or what? You got anything go-to like you've been saving up? I feel like you have to have something in the back of your mind that you're like, yeah, I would love to do this, you know, coming down, like, the entry or whatever. Nike Tech Crocs and a, and a, and a fitted cap. That's it? That's, that's, that's the usual. Yeah. That's me. I just got to be myself. I wouldn't go up there and be like, I'm going to start. Fair. Let me start wearing high heels. <laughs> You could get some. You probably get some crazy Crocs though, or what? I got some crazy Crocs already. But I'm yeah, talking, the I'm more money, like you probably get the like more a, money I get. Yeah, I would start getting the crazier Crocs. I would say you be have like your uh, your little gibbets or whatever. Just be straight diamonds or something. Be nuts. <laughs> Don't give me no ideas. <laughs> <laughs> just studded, studded Crocs. But I'd have to get them like melted into the shoe because I'm not going to be losing no diamonds because <laughs> the gibbets fall out easy. You just put it in your forehead. Nah, not that far. Not that far. <laughs> I love my face too much. You could have like a. I was more worried about my face after after the scrimmage than like my well being. Oh my gosh! Why don't you tell him what happened? So, um, in one of my five scripted plays, the very last play, <laughs> uh, I get thudded up, and my visor clip hits me in the face and cuts me open. Face immediately swells up. I look like a, a boxer. In, like, the ninth round, who's getting brutally beaten up. Who's, like, on his last hurrah before he gets knocked out. Just took a right hook. Or Every, left hook, I guess. Yeah, it would be a left. It would be a left hook. I thought my face was broken. I, I'm walking off the field. I'm like, bro, I take, I touch it. I take my hand off. It's just blood. I'm like, no. My face was swollen like I got. I'm pretty sure y'all, a lot of y'all don't know who Martin is. Martin Lawrence. I look like Martin, the the episode he had the allergic reaction. I don't know who that is, but I can just picture. Look it. up Martin allergic reaction. Yeah, you're gonna you you might you might pee on yourself with a bandaid on his face and all everything. Bro, I, I had a bandaid. I, I had the Nelly the Nelly bandaid going. It was it was a big ass bandaid too. Do I want to put this up here? That's that's how I felt. That like I'm like that's probably how I look. I'm like in the middle of practice, I walked to Kobe like, Kobe, can I see your camera? I gotta see how bad it is. I, I was I was genuinely scared. This that's how I felt. Are you serious? <laughs> that's how I thought I probably looked. <laughs> Jimmy, <laughs> oh my god, that's how I thought I looked. I didn't know. <laughs> what the hell Bro. is that? I ain't know. What to, I feel it like Bro, on my what? face, and I what feel it. What show is this? Martin. It's just called Martin? Yeah. Well, I've never seen this before. It's the greatest show ever. What 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 happened in this show to have him looking like this? You got beat up. <laughs> no, he did not. He fell into like a radioactive vat. He had to have. Yeah. That, that's just deformity. That's yeah, ridiculous. Like a mask or something. That's awesome. Oh my god. That, that, I didn't know. Like I was so uh, scared I was gonna like but, have like a like a uh Ed Ed and Eddie lump. That's oh. a that, Tom and Jerry. The Ed, Ed, and Eddie reference the sound is good. Oh Ed, Ed, and Eddie goodness. with the board. That, yes. like, that one plank Woo. that they smack yes. each other with. Woo. Bro. <laughs> I ain't know. That's awesome. Uh, we'll finish it off. We wanted to talk some uh, some playoff contenders. College yes. football. You yes, brought Lord. up, so I got to imagine you, you got a good one for us. Yes, Lord. Who's, uh, who's, who's taking it? USC. Really? I think USC going to get in. I'm not high on them like that. Because, look, all right, I'm you look at the top four. Like you, look at the, you look at the – who do you, the perennial top four? Like, who you, my top four, 
Alabama probably won. Okay. Ohio State. Okay. Georgia. Yep. And probably Clemson. You know what I'm saying? I think that was like when you look at like the AP stuff, I think that pretty much lines up with a lot I, of their. I don't see nobody in ACC beating Clemson. Yeah. Nobody not named Alabama is beating Georgia. Nobody in the Big Ten is beating uh, Ohio State. And nobody not named Georgia is beating Alabama. So I feel like they'll get in. I think Michigan may be solid, but I don't think there'll be enough to knock off Ohio State again. Who who in the Pac-12 is going to beat? Think about who USC brought in. The reigning Belinikoff winner. Yep. The a top five quarter top. That's uh, maybe top Addison. three. Top, yeah, Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison. Yep. Maybe top five, top three quarterback in the in the Caleb, in the Caleb. country. Caleb Williams, the number one right. receiver in the twenty twenty class. And um, blanking on his name, but he transferred from Oklahoma too. They brought in. So they have all the pieces. A thousand yard rusher left Oregon to just go to USC. The defense might be sweet, but what Pac-12 defense isn't sweet? But I feel like nobody in the Pac-12 is going to beat them. The only test they'll have the whole year is Notre Dame. I don't think Notre Dame will be all that good this year. I don't think they have the pieces. You know what I heard about Notre Dame? Not that it's going to be a crazy big effect on the season, but they had a wide receiver that actually underwent an ACL surgery last year mm-hmm. and then a couple days into camp re-injured his leg. So I don't know why I just saw it popped up, and I read that obviously with my situation. One of my friends I, did that. I felt for that dude, man. Felt for that man, but as you just mentioned that one of their wide receivers is going through like the exact same thing. It's brutal, man. It's tough. Yeah, one of my friends did that prayer. I'm praying for him. Y'all might know him. I'm gonna keep his name out there. I don't know if he want his name out there, but um, <laughs> yeah, bro. I don't like. I don't see nobody in the Pac-12 beating them. And Notre I, I Dame is the only team that I feel like. I don't. I don't think Oregon to beat them. I don't think Utah would be that good as good as they was last year. And I feel like Lincoln, like Lincoln Riley, just doesn't lose. At least regular season games for real. The only team the ACC I could see giving Clemson a problem would be NC State. That's it, and I don't think NC State I, is. NC State's going to be decent. That quarterback's coming back. Is it Leary? Yeah, he's a stud. Clemson is going to be more than decent. They are going to be more than decent. But and if, NC, if DJ, I think NC State's going to be legit. DJ Ugalavia. Uyangalele. 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 If he like shits the bed, it'll just be um. Trevor Lawrence and Kelly Bryant all over again. Oh yeah, Kelly Bryant, I remember that. Kelly Bryant, dude, he was a starter, the 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 bridge starter from Deshaun Watson to Trevor Lawrence. Oh, I see. And so you're just saying whoever's behind him is going to come in and K. carry the Klubnik, torch. I think is his name. He was like the number one two quarterback, and he'd, whole be, class. he'd be the one to come in after after DJ and just carry the torch. Let DJ have a like a poor first two outings. Gone over with. See ya. Because <laughs> he came in against Notre oh. Dame, right, and had a really big game, like an overtime game, right? DJ did. Because Trevor Lawrence got – he was hurt. And people were like, oh, my gosh, who the hell is this guy? And he going past for like 300 yards. Yeah, bro. And they barely lose to Notre Dame. and But it was like a, almost a moral victory. I hate that term, but it was almost a moral victory. For it, Clemson it was like Clemson, yeah. like, it, they was not sweating it. No. And then they go back and kill him with Trevor Lawrence. So then everybody last year was like – yeah, DJ going to be a Heisman contender. They going to be this. They going to be that. And DJ was horrible last year. Yeah. Like, quite frankly, horrible. He struggled. He struggled for you know, sure. I pulled up his stats right now, actually. Before. You guys see, I did not know Hunter Johnson went back to Clemson either. What? He left Northwestern and went back to Clemson? Yeah. And I did not know that, dude. I did not know that either. He NC struggled State at beat Clemson last year. Too, which is worth noting. But like you said, different squad. But 
worth noting. Like I said, they're not gonna. It's not gonna be as easy of a route out of the ACC as I think it has been. I think Miami be decent this past. year too. You think so? With Cristobal, Cristobal a really good coach. He is. But we spent too much time on mine. Who is yours, Kobe? If you had to choose one, you know who mine is. You're gonna say some bullshit. <laughs> you gonna throw State in there? I'm not gonna throw State in there. Although I would really love to see them in that position. I, and I not okay again. State's not my pick to clarify, but I think Peyton Thorne's gonna have a breakout year. And I think last year he had a quietly had a very good year, yeah. and he filled up the stat book very well. And he had, I just I don't think people are giving him the same type of hype as some of the former Michigan State quarterbacks have had. Maybe because I, I don't know why. To be not flashy. Uh, yeah, I think that's what it is. He, he doesn't make flashy. flashy plays like that but make the right plays he still has he's got flashy receivers man mm-hmm. and i played against one of them in high school trey mosley i yeah let me tell you we're up i don't know i'm getting sidetracked as hell but we're up 14 nothing against west bloomfield my junior year i had two touchdowns in the first first quarter and i'm sitting there and i'm like we might do this like this team was crazy like we had no business meeting them i blink and it's halftime and we're up by three Third quarter over, Trey scores three touchdowns in the third quarter, and they just took it, and they just ran away with it. Dude, it was like a, a man amongst boys. And, like, he's – and not to say – he's not even their wide receiver one, but I'm just saying I, I have the experience of playing against him. But Keon mm-hmm. Coleman is going to be really big for them. And um, – Jada Reed and – they got Naylor, too. Reed and Naylor. Is Naylor still there? No, uh, Naylor left. Naylor's, no, Naylor's oh, gone. Not, but Reed is back. Know, yeah. Reed is back. Jalen Naylor declared for the draft. Yeah, but Reed is back, and he's going to be a huge piece for that. I think so, he'll probably be a Belenikov finalist. I think so, too. I think he, sh- he, he should he, be. Dude, 100%. He's, got that, he's, he's a really good punt returner too. Yeah, he's just like, an athlete. Very so, good punt but anyways, runner. get away from state. The Bears. Who do we think? Baylor. Should he crazy? <laughs> I and the one but thing I don't that, know though because when the Big Twelve is going to beat them exactly. The one thing that stands out is their strength of schedule. But then again, like you know, you think when you look through that schedule, I guess Texas. Right, like that'd be a that'd be a schedule that'd be, that'd be yeah. a game that would give you a you know a boost and give you at least some of that that'd pedigree a, to be, be in the conversation, um, or like I guess in Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, State will always be a good win. Oklahoma State, I guess, would be more so than Oklahoma. That would yeah. be a huge. I don't think win Oklahoma going to be good this year. Yeah, I don't know. They they always got players. Depending on how good of a coach Brent Venables is. Yes, very true, but, very true. But doing my research on them, I'm just I'm not saying I'm not. I don't know their roster top to bottom, mm-hmm. but when you just look at literally roster from year to year. A huge part of their offensive, both offensive and defensive lines are back. They lost their starting quarterback, though. They did did lose their starting quarterback. So that's tough. But I feel like that's the same thing with just, like, USC. Just training the schedule. Yeah. They in a weak-ass conference. But when you do look at that schedule, like I said, if you can pick up wins over Texas, over Oklahoma State, and I'm sure they've got those marked on their calendar, I don't know what the rest of their schedule looks like. I might actually pull it up because I'm very interested now. Um, But if you can bring home some of those larger pedigree wins, I think that would be huge, man. Um, you don't like that pick or what? No, I, I respect it. That's that. This is a lot of the same points I have for USC. It's just you got a good core and a weak ass schedule. Yep. So on paper, you should win all of those games. So I'm not mad at the pick at all. So like I said, Texas would be a big one for them. Oklahoma State, obviously. Uh, BYU is week number two for them. That could be that could be a, that could be a good what test. Twenty five right now. So top twenty five team that could be a really good test for them uh, early on. Then you look at like you open with Albany, you play Texas State, um, you know, Iowa State, respectable opponent, Texas Tech, Kansas. You know, like some of these teams are not going to really help out and boost their chances of getting into a playoff. And that's, you know, some of the problems you've seen with some of these teams in the past. But if they make a clear run out of the Big 12, I don't think it'd be out of the conversation. I think 
they would have to be at least in the conversation. I'm not going to say guaranteed a spot, but in the conversation. I respect it. Yeah. They almost snuck in last year. They did almost sneak in last year, man. They were very close. It felt like, I don't know how real that possibility was, but it felt like they were right there. Oklahoma State, if Georgia had lost, Baylor probably would have got in. Which is crazy. And well, Oklahoma State, if they would have won, they would have been in. Isn't if that Oklahoma State won, they would have been in. Yeah. For sure, for sure. But with Baylor beating Oklahoma State, if Georgia had lost, yeah. I feel like Baylor would have got the jump over Ohio State. You could have been right. And a lot of people probably would have been pissed about that. For but sure, for sure. But you might have been right. For sure. Yeah. But that was my pick. Jim? Um, you got one? Anything that obviously, pops you got the no-brainers. Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia. I I like the US, the USC pick, dude. I really do. Lincoln Riley's yeah. A when very, you list out all Lincoln the, Riley's they have a the really pieces. good head coach. He just he's yeah, a court, his quarterback's always good, and he brought he's brought his guy with him from Oklahoma. I think they could really Mario Williams. Play. That's his name. Yep. they could they could definitely make something happen. Um, obviously, you can't forget about Michigan. Like they're total they're totally in that conversation. They so. totally I think are. lost too much on defense. I, I don't know, dude. I'll I, just never pick Michigan to do that. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think the Michigan's definitely in that conversation. A&M is 100% in that conversation, too. That's a good That's yeah. a good They're, they're in like the conversation. You, ha- like you have to mention them. And then, obviously, Notre Dame's got a huge matchup week one. If Notre Dame could win week one, they'll probably make the playoff. New head coach, a lot of energy. I'm be Dude, very intrigued Notre Dame to see how they start. Notre Dame is a 15-and-a-half-point underdog week one. Against, against USC? I think they're playing Ohio State week one, aren't they? Is it Ohio State? Ohio State? I think it's right. I think Dude, that's actually right. They're 15-and-a-half-point underdogs? Yeah. Granted, it's in Columbus, but, like, yeah. It's five versus three, and it's 15 and a half points. Not that those guys wouldn't be ready to go under normal circumstances with that new coach, Marcus Freeman, right? Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of energy there, man. I, I, would, yeah. I, love, I, like, I like those I, odds. Oof. That's a lot of points to be given Notre Dame, dude. You ever so been in the horseshoe? Not. I have not. I have. It's real in there. I watched game Unless six. Unless you Oregon. I watched game six of the NBA Finals, uh, Cavs-Warriors in the horseshoe. Oh. It was crazy. It was pretty sick. How'd you get... How'd you it's pretty do that? sick. I was down there for some like camp with my boy. Was we that just... was that the series when Cleveland won it all? Uh, I believe it was. So, that would have been. Oh wow. Twenty sixteen. Yeah, I 16, think yeah. I think it was. Yeah, it would have been because that's my freshman year. Yeah, you watched Kyrie and LeBron go for forty. Yeah, that's exactly. I think that's exactly what it was. It was nuts, dude. We had they had it up on the big screen, and all of us were just sitting on there in the horseshoe watching. I'll never forget that. It was nuts. I almost forgot about that. It's crazy. Someone, someone he goes, uh, I, I can never forget, forget about and that. And then I said, I almost, I almost did. forgot about I that. I almost did, but it's something that, like, you know, you think about it, it like, that's the first memory that pops up. Because, mm-hmm. like, you can't, like I said, you can't ever, it'll never, like, forget that. It was dope. But, no, I think that's, A&M, I think, is a really good pick. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're a sneaky team. Yeah. Be totally, they beat Bama last year. <laughs> Save and killer. Yeah. Is there a saving? And obviously, I'm a huge Stetson Bennett guy, too. Georgia. Yeah. Nick Saban yeah. has yeah. more first-round picks than losses. At Alabama, probably has a lot more first round picks. Thirty nine picks, twenty, either twenty one or twenty four losses. I didn't, I didn't think you would have lost that many games. That to be honest with you, wild. But I don't remember the last time Bama's lost like more than two games. I I can't remember a time. Like maybe what like ten years ago, like three, Dude, three years ago. They, I think they had a really? couple yeah. of few losses. It was like three years ago. Did, I think. They, have they missed the playoff yet? No, they've never missed the playoff. That is crazy. Did they, they, they? No, they missed the even playoffs. At, they missed, didn't they miss the playoffs when when LSU won it all? Just a couple years ago, I thought they missed. They missed the Actually, playoff yes, they when did. Burrow, yeah, they when Burrow, when Burrow and the boys. That's the that's the only year they ever missed a playoff, yeah. and they should they still should have got in. Yeah, they still were in the conversation. Yeah, 100%. They, LSU just thumped Oklahoma because Oklahoma they put Oklahoma in. Like you really think Oklahoma was better than Alabama that year? No, no. But you got to go so. off. You got to go yeah, off. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Schedule the Rams conference champ. They're undefeated, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. No, they lost to Kansas. 
Wait. Really? Yeah, they lost to Kansas. Who did? I think. No, they lost to Kansas State. They, they okay. lost to Kansas State though. And they almost came back and won too. Yeah, they came Dude, back. They were all down the way like huge. Yeah, they were getting they, killed. They got. They, got, they, got, they might have got two onside kicks the game. Yeah, they did. Crazy. They almost came back. I remember. I was, I was watching. I was watching the game with Matt Meyer. Because yeah, was, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, Texas lost to Kansas. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that was last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kansas, bro. Jesus, man. They still got less miles. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Play against the kid who's playing linebacker there. Dude, you know uh, Kansas offered Jaleel? Jaleel Payne? He offered to Kansas. Jaleel had a lot of offers. No, dude, Jaleel's a three-star. Like, well, that, I'm dead ass. We'll finish this conversation off yeah. the air. But thank you for all those who have tuned in this far, Division One Rejects. Um, if you've made it this far, leave a review. Drop a subscribe. If you're here, may as well. You've made it a long time. We're over an hour in, but you I appreciate are. you are. And Shout uh, out Coach Chenzo, a real viewer, friend <laughs> of the show. And yeah. shout out Nate Dog. And shout All out Coach them. Marshall. Go crazy in the CFL. I want a jersey. All of them. Appreciate y'all. Thousand, thousand. Back.